Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Purposeful Marketing Podcast. Aaron, Mary, James here. Again, we're getting new listeners in, so I'm going to kind of really explain what we're trying to do, and then I'll get to the topic of today's episode. So as three marketers as ourselves, we love to talk, we love to think, and we love to ask each other questions. That's what this space is. We don't like to assume that the conversations we have are not important or vital to others. And vice versa, we like to invite people on that we don't know and we've never talked to them so they can help us understand too. I think, again, you ask yourself questions and you're going to find answers. So that's the Purposeful Marketing Podcast in a nutshell. On today's episode, we want to do a fun one. And this may get a little wacky. We'll see. But we want to talk about how do you get rid of your gurus? I think this is a very important question as we've done episodes on personal branding. We've done episodes on promotion. Um, we've done episodes on learning. When you find that guru that kind of helps you understand your vision and, and how to do marketing in a certain way, it's very enlightening. You know, you follow that path. It, it makes sense at the beginning, right? And then there's that moment where you look in the mirror and you're saying, wait, this doesn't make sense to me anymore. Or wait, I've, I've evolved or I've grown. Or actually, I don't need that guru. We really just want to have a dialogue about this. So to kick us off... Um, Maybe Mary, as you were talking about this and presenting this topic, just like any thoughts about gurus in general? Yeah. So I think people in marketing have them. We follow them. They're probably an influencer on Twitter or LinkedIn, or they have a podcast or a live event that you go to. And when you're ready to kind of advance in your marketing career and you realize like marketing school taught you absolutely nothing and there's courses you can take that similarly will teach you almost nothing. You start to follow people who have run playbooks, right? Who have run a strategy and been successful maybe one time, but hopefully multiple times in marketing positions at different companies. And this is like these people, you're like squeezing all of your knowledge from them. You know, you're listening to every podcast episode they let out. You're watching their past webinars. No, this is, this is what I did. Um, you're absorbing every single thing they write on LinkedIn and you're trying to first educate yourself, so gather knowledge, and then you're going to try and apply it, right? So you want to like use the knowledge that you're gaining. And you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it. And usually within like two years, you find like, oh my gosh, I don't think I need this anymore. Or the stuff that they're saying is not applying to me anymore. So that's where it kind of like, I was like, oh man, like I'm stopping listening to my gurus. Like I'm not... I'm not listening to as many podcast episodes because I find they're saying the same thing. I've already run this strategy. Like, so yeah, that's where it, that's where this came from. Love that. Okay. James, what about yourself? Um, gurus and marketing. Do you care? Do you not care? Just give it to me. I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I care. I think I've, I've learned quite a lot from some of the people that are just like kind of the famous folks. <laughs> like, I mean, when I started at Gorilla, we read, they ask you answered. You know, Marcus Sheridan would fall in line with like this dude. He's basically paid to be that guru for people. Um, I think that I have a fair amount of doubt in those people's ability to actually like help my career because it's their career to do this. Like, you know, and they don't make money off of my success. They make money off of my attention. Um, and so, yeah, I have a lot of doubt about you know, those folks, but I've learned quite a lot from these like social media gurus all the same. I think that the moment where, you know, 
it's over, you know, where, where I don't, I'm not going to, I don't gain anything from this person anymore is the first thing is you start scrolling past all of their stuff because you don't, you're, it's the same thing, you know, that the message isn't applying to you anymore. Um, you've, you've outgrown it, you've heard it before. Um, and then you see something like you see a podcast episode and you're like, Oh my God, finally something new. This person that is, is so great, um, is talking about something I'm actually interested in. And then you get, you, you go into it and you're like, really? Is that it? Like you, you, you realize that these people aren't better than you at your job. They're just not. Um, and sometimes these people are just famous. And, um, when someone goes, when someone goes in to talk about like AI or some fresh new conversation about, um, you know, using TikTok or where TikTok's applicable or, um, new thoughts about long form content. And you listen to them talk about it, or you look at, you watch them talk about it, or you read their thoughts and you're like, these are like the thoughts that I had four months ago. Like, I'm not like, you know, these people should be, these people could benefit from listening to others. Um, and that's when you've hit the moment where you're like, that guru is, is no longer useful to you. Um, and it's kind of like, sure, like I keep those people in my feed. Um, but, you know, the amount of Marcus Sheridan or, you know, Dave Gerhardt that I've received value from in the last six months is is nothing compared to what I was getting, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, so that's kind of how the moment, I think, that's how I would define that moment of knowing it's time. This person is no longer a guru of mine. Yeah. One, one thing you said in there that I think is really important in opening my mind to this conversation is, um, does the message resolve the pain anymore? I think for a lot of us, why we were, um, following gurus and B2B marketing is because the job's hard <laughs> and I don't always know what to do. And it's not very clear. And again, I think this is where Dave Gerhard's quote sticks is like, um, they don't teach you B2B marketing in school. Right. So that's why you wouldn't listen to him. Um, but I think again, as we evolve in our careers, that's where we can have this moment, right? Is that that pain shouldn't be a pain anymore. That's why we follow the gurus for a certain time until it solves um, what we need to solve. Now, my own personal moment, I think, was um, more listening to, again, Refine Labs and knowing that what they were offering was something unique. Again, I think this comes with the, the message. It's a very unique perspective that makes you think. And I really enjoy that. But I think what James, you're saying also is, at the end of the day, you're the one who knows your job. You're the one who needs to learn how to do it better. You're the one who needs to like offer this unique perspective to what you do day in and day out. And I think in the Refined Labs example is we're all working industrial B2B, you know, and it's like these things don't always apply apples to apples what we're doing. So we cannot follow the gospel. And I think that's where you need to retire from the gurus as well, because, again, we have to practice what we preach and not just listen to it and do it in different ways. I think that's a moment that you you comes to you later on in your career, maybe after you do enough, like a bunch of different things and and then know, wow, that didn't work for me. <laughs> like, why am I listening to that? I should do something different. So I think we all kind of expressed how we feel about it. Now, what do you do next? This is going to be such an open question. I don't know where we're going to go. I'm going to throw it to you, James. 
I mean, the the best thing to do with that moment of where you're, you know, you've recognized that this person is, maybe you're like frustrated, like, man, I have, I'm not able to turn to anyone for help with these problems anymore. Like the, the first thing you should do is probably just recognize that the reason that you're not getting help from gurus on the problems that you're facing is because you have leveled up. Like you are facing tougher problems. You're facing problems probably that less people are dealing with. Like you're facing problems that it, it's a numbers game. If you're make money off of, of attention, um, less people are buying books to solve these specific problems that you're trying to solve. Less people have gotten there. Um, and like recognize that you're solving this problem because you've grown past all the other ones and maybe you're capable, you know, maybe you can just do the thing. Um, we talked about imposter syndrome before and about how like, you know, a good example is when you start to be like a, a mid-level manager and it's like, it feels like it's just this impossible thing and you were wrong for the job when all you had to do was just do the job. Like the only thing you had to do is show up. Um, and I think it's time to like, in that moment, just like reflect on the fact that, okay, I have grown a lot. Like here are all the ways that I've succeeded. Um, in the time that I've had this guru, you know, reflect on how much you've grown and then understand like, what do I, what do I now need to do to learn how to solve this problem? Like the guru, the guru learned by failure. Um, you're going to need to do the same thing. Like you're going to need to try something and fail and learn and try and fail and learn and try and fail and learn until you've graduated to the next level of problem. Um, that's kind of my take on it. But I think the first step really is like almost like reflecting and saying, thank you, guru. Here's where I was when I met you. Here's where I am now. This is the last time we speak, you know, but recognize that you've grown quite a bit and there are problems that you should be able to solve on your own now. I love, I, I love giving the graciousness to reflect and say, man, that was a good time, but I'm ready for something more. And I think what's important with what you're saying, James, is um, what I want to get across with the show too is like marketing should be a process of learning. Um, even this podcast is a process of learning for us. We can talk about our ideas and hopefully glean some insight and, and learn more. Um, I, I think Again, that's what happens next is um, it's just time to go <laughs> and time to learn more. So Mary, I'm going to let you answer the question. I'm going to answer a follow-up question. Um, so you go first and then I'll, I'll hit you with the next one because it's going to be kind of a sequence to what James is saying. So yeah, what I love the most about what James said is, yes, the reflection. Love that. You know, Thank you, Guru, for all your time. And what I've done is not go and find another Guru to spend all my time with but instead figured out where I want to level up and find gurus in those like subject matters. So it's almost like deciding and what you get from those gurus. So when you're doing just kind of a general marketing leveling up is you learn how to learn, right? So you learn how, like what to pay attention to and what to execute on, what to try and fail at. Right. And I think that's where it's so valuable because then you can say, Let's say, I, you know, I'll, I'll throw out a, you know, a little shout out to Justin Rowe. 
He owns a LinkedIn ads agency. He's fantastic. He has tons of examples, gives away really great content for free. Um, if I want to level up in LinkedIn ads or I want to test a new framework, he's the first person I'm going to go to. But now that I'm good at like listening to gurus, you know, from learning and executing on what I learned and failing at some and succeeding at others, I know what to pay attention to in Justin Rowe's feed, right? So I know exactly what I want to apply there. Um, same thing with like April Dunford and positioning. I don't have to reread Obviously Awesome. I can now like go through the chapters and say, this is where I want to spend my time. This is what I need to pay attention to. So I think what you do when you move on from the gurus is you find other niche gurus and then you're better at selecting information from them. I'm going to follow up on that. And then I'm going to ask you the question. I was being vague intentionally because we have to build to it. Um, so I think two of the things you can do, like one Mary's saying is like, actually go network, reach out to other people doing the work um, who are becoming gurus in their own space. I think that's really super duper important. And again, kind of what we're saying, like with this podcast and maybe in your job, it's like create opportunities of learning. If it's um, running your own live, it's running a podcast. If it's um, doing a round table with, um, people that have your role and maybe you just zoom and talk about it. I think that's going to be the unlock of, you don't need to follow people because you guys are building the path. I think generally that's what Mary's saying. So why I wanted to kind of get to this and build to it is because Mary, you are becoming a guru yourself. <laughs> so maybe that is the next step. Um, and maybe you kind of want to talk about this and I, I know you're grinning. So you're probably like, what the heck? Um <laughs> But I think, do you want to kind of elaborate on maybe what you're just trying to do? And it's not that you're trying to be a guru. You're just trying to make B2B industrial marketing a better space. Yeah, that, I think that's exactly it. So um, what I noticed and what I kind of glommed onto when I was first trying to find gurus in the knowledge sharing space was I wanted to find stuff that was specific to industrial and manufacturing. And when I was still a naive young marketer, um, I was following all these software as a service people and not realizing how different a process might be or a product might be, or even just like the business itself. And so I followed a couple people in industrial and manufacturing specifically and just loved what they were saying. So um, just try and curate my content so that I'm speaking to like industrial and manufacturing, because I think the space is a little bit different. Like, we were talking before this call, the process is the same. The idea of marketing is pretty much the same in B2B in general, but it does matter when you have that industry experience. Um, people like that and they follow it. So, yeah. You know, one follow-up question to both um, James and Mary is, you know, I think one reason why the guru doesn't work is the audience becomes too big. And again, the Dave Gerhardt example is, it's perfect for me because I'm in B2B marketing and I believe in copywriting. And those are the two things he talks about, right? And then once that audience gets, gets too big, it's now the content maybe gets saturated or maybe the message is saturated as you're trying to reach too many people. Do we think that's kind of one of the reasons why like gurus just don't work eventually over time? James, you want to take a stab at that? I mean, I think it's a couple things. And I think, you know, it doesn't work for you to be a guru whose thing is, I'm the guru for B2B marketing. I love copywriting and my focus is on pipe fitting companies that sell, that only manufacture with like, you know, non-ferrous alloys. It's great, you're a guru with an audience of three. And again, <laughs> these people are making money. 
Dave Gerhardt has books. He has a community. You think that he's like, his job is to do that. You know, there, so there's an amount that like being a guru doesn't work if your job is to be a guru. Like that's, that's my, that's how I feel about it. Like at some point you've ceased communicating with the part of me that just wants to do my job and started communicating with the part of me that's a customer to you that's in your target audience. Um, I, I think that that's the what the first thing that doesn't work to just to use him as an example. Um, and that's, you know, a little bit unfair to single him out for that, but I don't have time to, to mention every person that does that. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I think the audience is too big by design um, because you can't sell your community to four people. Um, you don't have a viable business model. Uh, but, and what happens is you start to like want more detailed content from someone. Um, and you're not going to get that from the person who has an intentionally large audience. Um, but I think the other thing is just that does that person's audience change over time? Because you're changing over time. It's like, I feel like I'm going to like take, I'm going to like take shit for using this as an, as an example in the show. But like, so like I, I watch cartoons, so I'm rewatching adventure time with my fiance <laughs> season one. The main character is clearly like eight and the show is clearly geared for children. I mean, it's fart jokes. It's like, Holy schmauz out, Jake, with such and such and this and that. And it's like, this is a show for kids, all right? Like, as the character grows up, the show grows up. It's like, if you were in the target audience season one, it's a different show season six, and you still are the target. It's because you're still the target audience, and you're a different person. Six years later, you are a different person, and they're still making the show for you. So that's not what happens with Google. That is like, that's just not what happens. So Stephen Pressfield has a book about going pro. His audience hasn't changed in like the eight or nine years since he released that book. Um, you know, he's not now talking to people that have already gone pro and are dealing with, I don't, I don't know what happens when, I don't know what you deal with when you go pro because I haven't done it yet. Um, but I think that that's the, those are kind of the two things. One when you're a professional guru, your audience will never be small enough. And two, like your audience should grow out of you unless you're totally changing who you're talking to all the time. I think that's super interesting. I think, I think what people want from gurus sometimes is like, I want you to play the hits, you know, um, I don't, I don't want remixes. I just, you know, play the hits. And, but then I think eventually we want to listen to different music and again, somewhere with, um, your adventure time analogy is, yeah, I, I think there's something like true gurus. There's something like very organic about it all. And like, you do want to grow with them. And like, there's just something very compelling about that. And I think when, um, I think James, you're saying like, um, I don't think gurus who start as gurus end up as gurus. Cause I think that's inauthentic. And I think most people can see through that, but the people we've talked about, like Dave Gerhardt, Chris Walker, there's just like something so organic about it. You know, um, I don't know, Mary, if you want to kind of, 
like what are your thoughts of like why is this so compelling to us like a chris walker or dave gerhardt like why do we need that as marketers um i for me it was because they had done the job before so they had very clear examples of what worked and what didn't work so for me that was super relevant because i was desperate for examples there was tons of people that were selling playbooks and frameworks or ways of doing marketing but there were no examples there was no specificity behind it so the specificity is what sold me like you know chris walker talked all the time about the series a startup where he was the head of marketing and did all this stuff and here's what worked and here's what didn't work and you know that sold me same with dave gerhardt and drift right he gave us the playbook the exact playbook he ran at drift and why it worked and why it didn't um mj peters is a great example she's the person i followed in industrial she gave you the playbook she gave it away for free so i think that's a super compelling reason for why people follow certain people in spaces i, I think that's a perfect answer and it grounds us again is again we we have such a pain point that we need help and most of these people help us solve it um i just had a fear that there's going to be all these AI gurus because people haven't done the work before. So that's maybe the next one to look out for. Um, okay. I feel satisfied with the guru talk. Does anyone have any final thoughts on gurus, James? Oh, I mean, I, I think that the real, the real question for Mary is, um, you know, I guess whether you like it or not, like, I think that you have guru, like you have guru saying that you have guru tendencies doesn't really like actually paint the picture, but you know what I'm saying? Like people, yeah, people really take your advice and they use it to level up their career. And I know that's your goal. Um, so like, as your as you level up your career, do, does your audience change? Like, I, you may not have a plan for that. You know, you, you may not have made this decision, but like, are, do, do you want to be the kind of guru that, that takes, that moves their audience? like that keeps their audience and moves with them? Or do you want to be the kind of person that like people are leveling up out of you? That like, yeah, you know, maybe you send a message every six months and is like, if you think that this, this post is boring, like feel free to just send me a message and say, thank you and stop following me because yeah. you're there. You did the thing. Like which of those two would you like to be? Um, I think I'd like to be the one where I eventually grow out of my audience. I think that's, um, you know, Aaron was just talking about how it's nice to follow someone like Chris Walker and the ones who are really authentic because they're organic, you know, and they're truly like working in public. And that's what, like all I've ever done is just, this is what I'm doing. This is how it's worked out. Um, here's the questions that I answer on a daily basis. Here's the strategy I execute on a daily basis. Here are the results. Here's where I've seen failures or successes. Um, and that's all I'm planning on doing too, as like I level up in my career is just continue working in public, continue sharing what I see work and not work and what kind of questions I am answering. How are those different stuff like that? But I think that, um, the experience is still a necessary factor, right? So it still is necessary to bring in like the fact that I will have been in-house agency in-house or gone from specialist to strategist to senior strategist to a leader. That's an important trajectory, I think. I don't I don't know where I was going with that, but I think it's important. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I, I think oh, what's right. important. That's fair. Weeks you can yeah. Go. Yeah. I, what you're doing is you're, you're doing the work. And I think that's the guru versus not guru conversation is eventually you have to do the work. Um, and doing the work, you're sharing your ideas. And I think everyone appreciates that and loves it. And I even, you know, with this podcast or even with like my own writing or like helping others with theirs, it's, I get caught up with that sometimes too. It's like, um, should we even share that? Is this even helping people? But like, if you're doing the work and they're sharing the work you do, that's going to help someone. And I think that's kind of the driving force. And again, back to gurus is like, um, I think, I think it just gets too big and, and it just stops helping. Right. And as long as you aim to help, I think you'll continue to kind of um, help your audience. Um, James, do you have another comment or? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think that, you know, from my perspective, Mary, the way that you're thinking about it makes maybe the most sense. Um, just because, again, I think like what happens is like the, it becomes the person's job to be a guru and then everything falls apart because like no one cares. <laughs> like we're not trying to learn from you how to be a guru. We don't care. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to collect these checks and, uh, you know, take our vacation days. Um, so I think that makes a ton of sense. I think my only like, final comment to people is that like, if you feel like all of a sudden you're having a hard time finding people to learn from, like, it's probably time, like, it's probably time to like, look at how far you've come and look at what the next thing, what the thing is that you need to try. And like, you know, Mary or Weeks would probably say like, yeah, and do it in public. You know, become the guru. I like. I I don't care. I don't. I'm not going to pressure you to do into doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, at least try to fail and learn on your own once you've hit that point, because like that's very likely what's happened. I mean, you've very likely reached reached a point where there's no one out there that can help me like I can help myself right now. Um, so I just would encourage people to to shed the reliance on gurus if they start feeling like it's not serving them. That's such a good like segment, James. I just love that so much, especially like, I think you totally nailed it that I think people who we grow out of, it's because they stopped working in public. They stopped adding value. They stopped um, sharing what made them so special in the first place. Heck yeah. Well, we'll wrap up here. I, I love where we took this episode, not, not anticipated our plans at all. Um, just some themes that I pulled out that I think are really important is um, you'll know when it's time to say goodbye to the guru. And potentially it's because you need to be the one letting people know what you know. And I think that's so valuable because again, as marketers, we're only as strong as our community and like sharing those insights that value as Mary has done has just helped others. And that wasn't even the plan, right? I know you weren't trying to just be the guru, Mary. You're just like, um, this helped me. I'm going to help others. So take that with you. Um, do it yourself. I would really appreciate that. We are taking guests. Um, this is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Everything's on YouTube now. Maybe I'll explore some other channels. Um, I really just want to talk to you. So if you feel like you want to come on the podcast, let me know. DM us. If you need any explanations on how to be a guru or maybe share our build in public, DM Mary. Um, if you want to ask James about writing or um, maybe stag, DM James. And then again, 
I'm always here for you. We're always here for you. Have a good one, listeners. Mm-hmm.